Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 48 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. O oh Lord, soften our hearts to understand. Help us lean into your word today and learn more about you and your mighty works. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's see what's happening in Luke chapter 4 today. Jesus is led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness. Verse 2 says, For during 40 days in the wilderness desert, where he was tempted, tried, tested exceedingly by the devil. And he ate nothing during those days, and when they were completed, he was hungry. And then we read about the temptations Jesus endured. Each time Jesus was tempted, he refuted the devil with scripture, and each scripture came from Deuteronomy. He didn't use his own words, which he could have because he spoke from God's strength, but he used the word. He demonstrates how we should battle with the enemy as well. Scripture, scripture, and yes, scripture. He shows us we need to know scripture in order to successfully fight the enemy. So you are in the right place, my friend. Let's take a look at what temptations Jesus encountered. He was tempted with food when he was excruciatingly hungry. He was tempted with power and worldly riches, and he was dared to use God's promises to take unnecessary risks. And this wasn't the only time the enemy tried to get at Jesus. Verse 13 says, and when the devil had ended every, the complete cycle of temptation, he temporarily left him, that is stood off from him until another more opportune and favorable time. This tells us Jesus was continually doing battle with the enemy throughout his life. So he understands our battles and temptations, and he is continually beside us and interceding for us. We need to armor up to have the strength and wisdom to fight against the enemy. There are more than a couple ways to do that. One is definitely prayer. Jesus gave us the Lord's Prayer to pray against temptation, and he told his disciples to pray against temptation while in the Garden of Gethsemane. The other is learning scripture and using it when we go into battle. Well, let's see what Paul is writing to the church in Corinth today in chapter 4. He sums up his last three letters by asking the church to put himself and other apostles in their place, being simply stewards and servants of the message of Christ. And then he writes about freedom, the freedom he experiences through Christ. He doesn't condemn himself for wrongs, but allows God to judge him, for God knows our innermost beings. Verse 5 says, so do not make any hasty or premature judgments before the time when the Lord comes again, for he will both bring to light the secret things that are now hidden in darkness and disclose and expose the secret aims, motives, and purposes of hearts. Then every man will receive his due commendation from God. Only God sees our hearts, and he is the judge of us. Paul recognizes that the people's actions are based on pride and conceit, and he begins to admonish them for this in verses 6 through 9. Then he wrote of how he and his fellow apostles were treated poorly for their convictions about Christ. Sometimes our convictions bring on suffering, which the Corinthians thought they were above. At that point, they were puffed up with importance and comforts. But Paul writes about the humility with which he lives his life, and they should expect to live as well. He sends help to them, Timothy, to help remind them about what following Christ really looks like. Well, let's see what's happening in Leviticus chapter 5. 
God continued with instructions about what to do when someone sins. In the first few verses, God reveals that our word is a bond or covenant, and we must be true to it. If we sin in this area, it needs to be confessed, and we will be forgiven. We see references to swearing by the altar or swearing by God. These are taken very seriously by God and need to be followed through with, or there is sin to be atoned for. Again, God gives specific instructions about how to attain atone for this for the Israelites to follow. The instructions for offering here are given for purification. Verse 14 starts another type of the sin, the sin of guilt. You can see we are starting something new because it says, and the Lord said to Moses, new instructions for a new type of sin. This was guilt sin, but we are still talking about unintentional sin. Verse 17 says, if anyone sins and does any of the things the Lord has forbidden, though he is unaware of it, yet he is guilty and shall bear his iniquity. The instructions for the guilt sin are a bit different in that they may require an offering of money in addition to the animal. This was determined by the depth of the sin and the cost for retribution. If the sin required more of an offering than the animal, then there was a monetary offering needed as well. The sins mentioned in this chapter don't seem to be harsh sins, but are sins nonetheless. And God provided a way to atone for them instead of the sinner having to bear the guilt and pain of carrying the sin with them once it had been discovered. God continually made a way for people to live in freedom and not live under the heavy burden of sin. We see his love as he provided for every possible, including unintentional and unknown sins to be atoned for and the relationship established between himself and his people. We start out chapter six with, and the Lord said to Moses, so we know we have some new information here about sin. The sin we read about is sin against property and or money. We read about restoration, how to restore that which was lost through sin. I find it interesting that the sin committed by swearing falsely required only restoration, not only restoration, but also required one fifth more. God clearly shows us our word is important here in this verse. In verse 8, we see the new instruction with, and the Lord said to Moses, God gave Moses instructions about the how, how Aaron and his sons were to offer burnt offerings, including instructions about their clothes and what could be eaten by them and what could not. It was important for them to remain ceremonially clean as they ministered in the tabernacle. Ashes were technically unclean since they were from dead animals and anything dead was not holy, even though the burning of them was. So God gave specific instructions about how to discard the ashes and remain clean and holy in the process. Again, we see God is in the details, all the details. There is nothing he isn't concerned about, not back then and not right now. My heart is touched as I see just how involved God was and is still today in everything to do with sin and how to atone from it. May we continue to ask for forgiveness for the things that offend God so we can receive it and be considered clean before him. While we do not have all the duties of the Levitical priests to conduct, and we see their duties were many, we are responsible for the sin we commit and asking for forgiveness from it. Can you imagine the responsibility of keeping the fires burning 24-7 for the Lord? How would you feel if they ever went out on your watch? It would be devastating. Let's be extra grateful for the ease with which we are forgiven and the meaning of God's Son sacrificing his love for our sin today. Psalm 48 is another praise psalm. I have read one scholar who believes this psalm was written by King Jehoshaphat. 
when God gave the Moabites and Ammonites into his hand. The story is recorded in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, if you'd like to read about it now. First, Jehoshaphat called a fast for his people to show reverence to God. Then they sang to the Lord. While singing, his opponents started fighting one another. Jehoshaphat never had to engage in battle as the Lord said he would give them into their hands without fighting. We don't know how the Lord does what he does, but when he gives us a command, he makes a way. Verse 14 says, for this God is our God forever and ever, and he will be our guide even until death. Let us follow God, revere and honor him and praise him today. And let us pray, O oh Lord, you are the God of might and strength. Lord, help us be obedient to your call and do all that you ask of us. Even when there seems to be no way, you make a way. Increase our faith in you and help us trust you more and more every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.